0: Hello, everybody, and welcome back to Odin's movie blog. I am the critic who is a cynic. How is everyone doing this evening? Happy weekend. Happy Saturday. Welcome back to the channel, and welcome to episode 195 of the Welcome to Asgard podcast, which is now available on all various streaming services, including Amazon Music now, and, of course, Spotify, iTunes all of the typical podcasting formats and those tend to go live couple weeks after the fact, but I'm going to try and get a little bit better on that, but all of my live streams over the past week or two are finally going to be going live over the next couple of days. Hope everyone is doing swimmingly and is going very well, but as you can see, tonight's topics are, indeed, The Mandalorian. I'm going to give my thoughts on the first one and a half episodes, because I've only seen half of the second episode, but I'll give some thoughts. I'll try and keep it mostly spoiler-free for anyone that might be worried about that. Uh, Just giving my general thoughts on the show, and also we'll be talking a little Bit about how movies truly are dead in 2020 because not only do we have all of the major releases being pushed back to 2021, now we have even more movies being pushed back. Movies that were set to come out in December and now have foregone that to move now into 2021, which basically means there are no even minor or middle of the road films really left for 2020. Now, again, are there going to be some out there? Absolutely sure. But we all know, of course, that eh, they're not going to be ones probably worth actually going to go out and see. But also, as you can see, the very first thing that you hopefully we made aware of. The very first topic you see is that tonight is a politics-free zone, and this is something that I've decided to do on behalf of my Valkyrie. I love my Valkyrie to death. Uh, we, of course, have the Empress of the Universe, Tina, and my general Steph, and they are just a little bit too tired of all of the crazy political crap that we've been going on for the past several months, and they just want one night to be able to just get away from it, and just to have fun, and to have a little bit of escapism, and you know what? I am totally fine with that, and so therefore, please, no politics in the chat tonight, I know there's a lot of things going on in the world, but let's go ahead and let one night here in Asgard be politics-free, and I indeed will be giving my Valkyrie, uh, basically... Uh, Free reign, I'll let, of course, it be up to their judgment, I trust them very much so. If anyone is going to be a bit of a problem in the chat, I give them the ability to delete comments, I give them the ability to put persons in timeout, if that is indeed needed, hopefully it is not, but my Asgardian community is fantastic, I love you all so very much, and I know that all of you are going to be very respectful of the wishes of the Valkyrie. So again, this is dedicated to Steph, this is dedicated to Tina, my Valks, because we're going to have some fun tonight, so let's go ahead and dive into the chat uh, so let's go ahead and say hello to my YouTube peeps. We've got Andrew Hoyle, member on the channel, saying, I've been waiting for this. I've missed you all. Andrew Hoyle, missed you too, man. Glad I was able to catch you on Friday Night Tights at the very least. Very glad to see you back here. I know it's hard to catch those Tuesday streams, and so I'm glad to see you back. And yeah, this is my first Saturday stream back in a while. So, very glad to be back, and of course, my streaming schedule, I'm trying to now get back into the regular swing of things, but with Baby Thor now being almost four weeks old, that means that there's going to be times when I have to push things back at the last minute, cancel at the last minute, and so, of course, I will try to keep you all posted if any of that stuff happens, but also, because you're all amazing, I know that you're going to be fine with it. Not fine with it, but understanding at the very least. Uh, Lord Toth, what's going on, good sir? member on the channel saying, Evening, everyone. Hope you are well. Hail Odin. Here's a treat. Pineapple on pizza. Ew. Disgusting. And then you put bacon on your pineapple. Well, that's a little bit better than just regular pineapple, but I just take the bacon. And then the glass of wine. Satan's drink. How dare you? Golden Ration is in the chat. Tag me. Thank you very much for being here. Good sir. It says, Hail Odin and Baby Thor. Good evening to all. Thank you very much. Baby Thor is doing very well. Uh, GMonkey76, Megatron Prime, Hound3000 also in the chat. Of course, we've got Tina B and Steph, my Valks, both in the chat tonight. We got Laura waiting for Nerdronic, the modern major general of the channel. Glad to see you here, as always. Mark Lazeth in the chat as well. Eric K, who's a member on the channel. He is indeed the king of diapers. Because he sent me a lot, and we've already gone through them all. And again, thank you so very much for that. Uh, Father says, oh, politics-free zone. Nuts. Anyway, popping on to say hi before mass. I know that you would understand, Father. Uh, Let us see who else is here in the chat. Ba-dum-bum-ba-dum-bum. Bum, 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 bum. Jace Doe, what's going on, Jay Doe? Glad to see you back. He is a member on the channel. He's been a member for a long time. He's also one that provides me a lot of digital codes that I tend to use in giveaways. And speaking of which, I have not forgotten of my peeps over on Patreon and Subscribestar who are eligible for those giveaways. I will try and make it up to you all this month. I know there's a lot of 4K sales right now, so I might try and do something, maybe if I can, time-wise, Uh, ...tonight over on Discord for my, uh, of course, my Patreon members... ...and on Subscribestar directly for my Subscribestar members... ...try and do maybe a 4K giveaway of sorts while some of those things are on sale. And again, Jay Stowe, thank you very, very, very much for providing all of those codes. And says, hello, 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 Odin might be having problems with movies... ...but physical media seems to be in such an amazing place right now. This is very true, Jay Stowe, and, you know, talking about that a little bit... ...when it comes to physical media. Of course, the big news on that was that Amazon, apparently made the claim that if you buy a product, not if you're watching it on Amazon Prime, like if it's one of the free movies on Amazon Prime, but if you actually buy the digital version of the movie on Prime, that you don't own it, that they still own it, and so therefore basically insinuate that they can do whatever they want to that copy, and I would assume that they, if they wanted to take it off their platform, could also do that as well, even if you spent hard-earned money to pay for it, which is ridiculous, I hope that if that ever goes to court, that the court sides with the consumer. And I think that they probably would. Um, And it just is, again, another one of those things as to why physical media is so important. Because once you buy that Blu-ray, that 4K, that DVD, whatever it is you're watching on, you own it. No one can come into your house and take it away. No one can come in and say, you know, Disney can't knock on the door and say, hey, well, we think this is problematic, and so we're going to change this scene. Uh, So go ahead and, you know, send us the disc, and then we'll send you a brand new one. And if you don't, we're going to come by, knock on your door, and take it from you. Thank the Lord we don't live in a world like that. But, yeah, physical media, very, very important in today's world for that very reason, because they can't touch it. Can't touch this. Boom, 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 boom. So true. Andrew Hoyle is a member. 655 says, I may have to mute when the Mandalorian chatter starts. Not seen any of the new series yet. Uh, so if you mean the new uh, season, uh, there's only two episodes. I've only seen one and a half of them. And as I said, I will try my very best to keep it spoiler free uh, because really when it comes down to it, the plot is I think the weakest part of the show. And so therefore there's not much for me to talk about. But as far as like visual effects and that kind of stuff, that that I can very much... Uh, be a fan of. And I don't think that talking about a lot of the visuals and stuff that they've been doing in the show will have much of a spoiler territory with it. Uh, just another red shirt in the chat. What is going on? Glad to see you here. Thirteenth uh, Warrior in the chat as well. How is it going? Glad to see you here. Slicer Neon says, No time to die. Ha! That's all the industry is doing. Holly is going extinct and unlike dinosaurs, I will not wish for it back. You want dinosaurs back, Slicer? I mean, I get... Kind of that, you know, kind of some of that is a little cool kinda of cool, but uh I don't know. I don't know if I would want a giant lizard monsters running around the world. I don't I don't think I would want that personally. <laughs> but if that if that's what floats your boat, hey, more power to you. And yeah, no time to die. What a joke of a campaign for that movie. Seriously. Like I honestly can't think of a lot of people that would actually genuinely want to go see the movie at this point, because if you're a diehard fan and you've been following the news, I feel like a lot of the news makes you think, is this even Bond at this point? Like, is it just going to be a, a a modern identity politics movie with with no real good story and kind of a you know trashing of the character? Because that's what it seems like, based on what we're hearing with the rumors and the plot. You know, talking about James Bond being a misogynist and being put in his place like that—that's not what people who go to see James Bond movies want to see. They don't want to see that garbage. They don't want to see that nonsense. So it just bothers me to no end that they are continuing this process because it's—it's it's almost as if they don't want anyone to see it, and it doesn't make sense. It really just does not make any damn sense to me whatsoever. Uh, Laura, waiting for Nedronic, says, welcome back, sorry I missed the last stream, no problem at all, Laura, it is okay, I've missed several streams myself, technically, and it was something that definitely was worth it, got to spend that time with Freya and baby Thor, and it was awesome, and obviously just being able to witness the miracle of birth itself uh, is an amazing thing, as I know that you know, and it's just, yeah, it was awesome, it was fantastic. Uh, Cobra Viper 999 in the chat. How is it going, Cobra Viper 999? Uh, Midnight's Edge after Doc. What's going on, Tom? How's it going? Good, sir. He is one of my Friday Night Tights buds. So thank you again for filling in while I was gone. And also for always taking over for me uh, to fill the panel of six on Friday Night Tights. Always great uh, to see you, to talk to you. And also, I always love your intro because your microphone's always off and it's always... And I love it. It's fantastic. Much love to you, good sir. Uh Soul Assassin, what is going on? NPC Buck76. I know that is JKD Buck76, who apparently has indeed uh been canceled by YouTube. So NPC Buck76, very sorry to hear that you lost your channel. Um, and uh, hopefully you might get that back one day. I don't know the full extent of it. Uh, Rob D, how's it going? We got Butter Biscuit ninety two, great name. Butter Biscuit ninety uh, two, thank you for the two dollar super chat and says, welcome back. Congrats on the child. Hope you get sleep. Thank you very much, Butter I really do appreciate that. Luckily, he is a pretty good sleeper. You know, obviously he's still a baby, so it's still going to be every two three hours um, at night. We've been trying to push it closer to four hours, and basically the mindset is this: we're going to feed him every two hours during the day and try and get to a certain number of feedings and then at night if he sleeps for a while that's fine um, because obviously you always want to be careful uh, there's this condition called failure to thrive and typically if a baby's sleeping very well like sleeping 6-7 hours at night and, and not eating you know parents are like that's awesome but the doctor's like that's bad it means that they're not getting the food and the nutrients that they need and they're not going to gain the weight that they very much need especially in those formative uh, first weeks and months so luckily he's not gone to that he's eating very well he always lets us know when he's hungry which is a very good thing and uh, it's it's been great. It's been awesome. And you know, obviously, there's been a couple of rough nights for sure where he's not wanted to sleep as as much. But for the most part, he's he's doing pretty well. So butter biscuit ninety two. Thank you very much for that super chat. I appreciate it. Um, let's just see. Yeah, and Tina B does indeed does indeed say, and everyone be polite to Stephanie B. Steph had one of those weeks. Yes, indeed. And of course, that should be the rule every single time we stream. If you go after my Valks. One, they will take care of you because they can take care of you themselves, but then also, typically, I, I will see it because I will see a comment either have been deleted or hidden or whatever, and then I'll call you out as well. So, hey, uh, respect them. Respect the Valks. Uh, let's see. Rob D. How's it going? Robert Frey in the chat. How's it going? Robert Frey. Glad to see you here. Mark Lazeth says, did you get a Baby Yoda for Baby Thor? Not yet, uh, though I'm sure that I will because unlike Ryan Canal from RK Outpost, I... I'm actually a big fan of Baby Yoda, and I know even my Valks are not a big fan of of Baby Yoda, and I know that many of my Chosen of Valhalla are not fans of Baby Yoda, but you know what? I think the dude is adorable. I think he's hilarious, and even though he did some naughty things this week, uh, I still think he's cute. I still think he's cute. (laughs) Bruce, what is going on? Glad to see you back in the chat. Keck44 in the chat as well. Glad to see you here. Orange Chat Reviews, hail to you. Good, sir. Thank you for being a member on the channel. We got Sherry Allen in the chat. What's going on, Sherry Allen? Hope you are doing well. As well, as they say. Matthew Lumsden, what's going on? Cobra Viper 999 tag, and he says, Is Baby Yoda going to become a Dark Side Force user? Based on this past week's episode, there is a chance. Now, again, that's not really going into too many spoilers. If you watched Friday Night Tights, we indeed talked about it in more detail then. Uh, but, yeah, Baby Yoda does some naughty things. Does some very, very naughty things. And, yeah, it's one of those things where you think to yourself, okay, they could play it off as he's young, he doesn't know what he's doing, but then you're also, but they also kind of established that he's 50 years old, and so does he know what he's doing? And if that is the case, yeah, is he on the way to the dark side? Hmm, these are things, these are questions that we all have. (laughs) Especially Ryan, who I know can't wait to find out more about Baby Yoda's backstory. (laughs) Much love to RK Outpost, by the way, he is awesome. Uh, though he curses a little too much for my taste, Bobby Campbell, what's going on, Bobby? Glad to see, you. glad to see you here. Uh, Saito Neon says, "Politics free." I commend you for trying, but good luck with that. Hey, as I said, uh, I give my Valks a free reign to make sure that that is enforced. You know that I don't restrict chat on my channel. Very often. I really don't. Uh, You know, I have the basic rules because, you know, obviously I am a a Catholic teacher. And so that's one part of it. And the other part is that sometimes there are students that will come in. And so I do already have standards for the channel. Uh, Luckily, the group here in Asgard is actually very good at just being genuinely awesome people already. And so we don't really have to do much. Uh, The Valks usually are just able to sit back and have great conversations with y'all. And every now and then there'll be someone that will come in that we have to, you know, that they have to take care of. So that's why I know that, you know, because y'all are already amazing in the first place that y'all would be very respectful to respect the wishes of not just the all-father but again this is dedicated to the Valks and again I'm having fun already just great to talk about movies and shows and just the things that y'all want to talk about baby thork and all the things all those things are so much fun uh dina proof thank you very much for the super chat I believe that was a super sticker so I'm sure I will get to that in just a second once the chat catches up. Uh, Darth Moral. How is it going? Darth Moral says. Hi Odin. I know I'm late. But congratulations on the birth of baby Thor. I hope his health is well. And God bless your new member of the family. Darth Moral. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. He's doing great. Um, and i was just very happy. Uh, with everything that's happened. Right. It's just. Again. It's been an amazing experience. Um, just from the very moments where I saw his the top of his little head, like that, I was just like, "This is amazing! This is this is just fantastic!" Right? It's one thing to like to feel the movement on you know when he's still in the womb. It's another thing when he's you know he's there and you're like, "Oh, there's, there's this human person that now I'm responsible for," and uh, it's been great though. It really has been. It's been one of those things where it's it's something that I've been always just concerned with in the back of my head. You know those those things were like, oh, "I don't I don't know how I do. I don't know how it would be." And I've just been very grateful. Been very grateful. It's just been it's been fun in a lot of cases, right? There's been m- tough moments, as they are always going to be. But I feel like there's been a lot more good and fun moments instead. Uh, it's been great. So thank you very much, Darth Moral. Uh The new number two. What's going on, new number two? Member on the channel. Glad to see you back here. Uh, Trevor Random also in the chat as well. And woohoo, says Midnight's Edge. Woohoo to you, Tom. Very glad to see you here, Tom, once again. Thank you for being here, good sir. My bald brother. Tina B. tagged and says, There's like four or five new movies coming out here in my neck of the woods. One has Kevin Costner and Diane Lane. So there's something to watch. Yeah, seriously. like I feel like only the independent films, which already were not going to make much money and they weren't really banking on making much money in the first place, are the ones that are still coming out. But anything that had any sense of, I think more of a national release, or more of a, you know, being released in thousand, a planned release of thousands of thousands of theaters have kind of just been, yeah, canceled, and we'll, we'll get to a couple of the newer ones that have been uh, canceled by Disney, specifically, which, uh, one of them actually makes me upset, but we'll, we'll get to that just in a second, so I'll catch up with YouTube, I'll say check in, I'll say hello and check in with my DLAF fam, and then we'll get started on that as our first topic, talking about the 2020 movies that have been pushed out. Uh, let's see, Laura says, my county was open for half a second, now locking back down because someone sneezed or something ah yes ah yes if only the beer bug could just go away it has for a second or two alejandro cervantes hello eric k tag 702 what uh when people get tired of baby yoda the child will they resolve that story and bring in a baby wookiee for even cuter you know what eric k i wouldn't hate that i'm gonna be honest do I think there's problems with the story? Absolutely. Do I think baby Thor's adorable? Absolutely. Do I think a baby Wookiee next to a baby Thor would... I mean, baby Thor. Yes, a baby Thor is even cuter. Um, To a baby Yoda would be even better? Yes. I'd be down for that. And uh, I would be totally willing to say, yeah, you know, I, I know that it's just them trying to cover for uncreative writing, but you know what? That's okay with me. That is okay with me, because the writing is leaps and bounds better than anything that we've gotten in the movies. Uh, lizard Lives Matter, hail to you <laughs> Lizard Lives Matter uh, 70B says, amen, amen to you Stephanie B, thank you again for being here uh, Please make sure you smash that Like button, also Dean approved uh, With those two super stickers Two phallic unicorns So thank you very much for that As uh, as Gary Nardrotic would always say The phallic unicorn <laughs> Alright, let us see I'll make catch up, find out where Things got left off in the chat and then, we will jump to D-Live. Okay, cool. So, it was 7.05 when things got skipped. So, I don't think too many comments were skipped, if any. Uh, Heimdall should be live. It says right here that Heimdall is live. Uh, and so, therefore, he should be okay. Um, let me jump over to my D-Live fam. What's going on, D-Live fam? We got Philly the Hobbit. We got Phone Nemo. Captain Dean Heiss over there, as well. Phone Nemo Taddy says, Do you think the You, down, uh, you, down, you Don't Own Digital Media will apply to things like those voodoo codes that come with movies. See, Phonemo, that's the interesting question, right? Is that if Amazon's going to try and play this game, will other services try to play this game? And to be honest, as I said earlier, I I don't think that this would hold up in court. Because if you own a movie, if you've paid money for a movie, you own that film, even if it's digital – So I feel like if you were to bring Amazon to court over something like that, I think the court would actually uphold your rights since you, again, you gave money for ownership of the movie. Now, a way that Amazon could get around this, if they're not doing this already, is when you purchase their movie, having in their terms and conditions that uh, purchasing the film does not mean ownership of the film and that they still have the right to do whatever they want. But they will have to make that clear. So, again, as I said, if it goes to court and they already have language like that, I think the court will say um, you have to make that much more clear in your um, language. You can't just have that be in the random terms and conditions that no one reads anyway. Um, So, I think it'll be interesting, though. And that's why, as I said before, I would say to anyone out there, if you like digital versions of films, that's that's fine and dandy. It's very convenient. Buy the Blu-ray buy the 4k because then guess what most of those come with the digital code anyway and then you will have that for convenience and then if they try that crap again and for some reason a court maybe upholds it or it becomes something that is defended because of whatever terms and conditions they have well then hey if they take that off that's fine because you still own the physical copy and then what you can do like do something like I did where you digitize your entire blu-ray collection and then make create basically your own home server and create your own, basically your own personal Netflix, where they can never take the movies away, they can't change anything, they can't rotate movies out. And obviously that's going to mean an investment on your part, but think about all the money you're spending on things like Netflix, Disney+, Plus, etc., and stop spending that money, and instead maybe save that money up, and then say, oh, now I can actually afford a server and a hard drive, etc. So it's amazing <laughs> when you think about how much money you would spend in your life anyway, on something like a Netflix, something like a, a HBO Max, etc., and how you could essentially afford your own server for about the same amount of money. It's not as convenient, but you, you do end up owning it. Uh, phonema then says, based on what little I know about Star Wars lore, wouldn't baby Yoda be like a toddler, which would mean, of course, he is a terror. <laughs> that's a good point. That is a good point. And that's the big question too, is that what is a 50-year-old in a in Yoda Yoda's species, what is their stages of development like? Because we really don't know. Right? All we have is old Yoda. Like you know, legit OG Yoda, who was very old, and then we have, of course, Baby Yoda. So we don't really know the range and and how things work. Now, if they've talked about that in a novel, I don't care because Disney novels are just crap anyway. Um, at least modern, sorry, modern day Disney novels. Disney, that? Disney Star Wars novels. That's how I should word it because Star Wars novels have been fantastic for a very very long time. Um, but yeah, if they explain it there, then that's not good enough. That's not good enough as they would say. Will Gentry, what's going on, Will Gentry, over on d says, that beard needs a trim. It's wobbling too much as you talk. Good. Does that does that bother you? Too bad. Too bad, Will Gentry. Camden High says, have you taken down your second channel? Was scrolling through yesterday, and there was no content on there. I have not taken down my second channel. Um, however, I will say I have unlisted all of my live streams over there, so that is likely the reason why. Um... Again, I have not gotten any emails that it's been taken down. Uh, Basically, the reason why I took off the uh, live streams... Yeah, if you go to my videos... Ooh, yeah, that's actually a fair point. I don't know why that is the case. Uh, So, yes, what happened... Now I I realize what happened. Is that when I was trying to get all of my live streams unlisted... It ended up leading to all of my videos getting unlisted... Because there's a choose all button... Which I wish, but YouTube sucks, we all know this, I wish it meant that, oh, all of the live stream videos, because that's the section I was in, I was in the live stream section, so when I chose the all, I thought I was choosing just all the live streams, turns out, because i had done this before, I remember I pissed off a lot of people on my main channel when I hit a lot of videos, and then realized I made a mistake, and then tried to unhide them, and then... People got literally blown up with, like, hundreds of notifications uh, for, you know, the thousands of videos that eventually were starting to become live again. It was really bad. Lost a lot of subscribers that day. Um, But, luckily, the the hardcore people stuck around. They understood the mistake. So, that is what happened. Now, I realize that's what happened. So, yeah, I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I can make videos, old videos live one day at a time. And, eventually, that'll be okay. Um, But, the reason why I did that in the first place was because I was getting harassed by this company... Um, ...who claimed that I was using a copyrighted song. The problem is, is that I got that song. It's the end credit song to all my live streams. Uh, it used to be, at the very least, because I just don't want to deal with the nonsense. I don't have, I don't have time for that. Right, I'm a new father. Uh, normally, I'd, I'd be willing to fight. I just don't, I don't got time for that. But anyway, they claimed that they own the rights to the song. And so I challenged them on two videos. And then literally, they, they claimed about 20 of my videos across both channels... And it just got really annoying, and so I challenged the first two, and then I just decided, you know what, I'm just gonna, you know, there's a trim option whenever you get one of those notifications. I'm like, I'm just gonna do that and be done with it, And uh, but instead of dealing with that with the second channel, I just decided to unlist the live streams, but apparently I unlisted all my videos, so uh, don't worry, it is still up, it is still live, I just made a (laughs) boo-boo because of some idiots claiming my videos, which by the way, the, the ones that I challenged have now been released. And then I contacted, tried to contact uh, YouTube on Twitter, and they're like, oh, we're so sorry, but, you know, there's nothing you can do. And it's like, oh, so I can make a false claim against somebody with no repercussions for me, but your content creators, the people that essentially work for you, you won't protect, you won't help, you won't give them any recourse to to make amends. Okay, fine. That's why YouTube sucks. Anyway. Uh, Amazing music. Thank you very much for the lemon donation. I appreciate it very much so. Uh, Will Gender then says, yes, yes, it does. The thought of all the day's old food that's in there makes me feel queasy. Well, you are welcome for that because you know what? This thing right here, it gets cleaned every day. Don't worry. I shampoo it. I condition it. So it is actually quite clean. It really is. It really, really is. But I love you, Will Gentry. Appreciate it. So anyway, jumping back over to YouTube. Thank you again for being here. Please smash the like button. We got 96 people watching on YouTube. Thank you very much for being here. Happy Saturday to everyone. And again, smash the like button, please. It really does help out a lot. All right, so where we left off was around 7.06, which means I'm 20 minutes behind, which means we're right on time. mm mm Oh, back in. It feels so good. Anyway, NPC says, Can we talk about... The meaning of life. I think I'm just gonna call you JKD Buck since I already know who you are. Uh, but anyway, JKD Buck seventy six says, "Can we talk about the meaning of life? Well, the meaning of life is pretty easy. It's it's uh, 42. It is 42, and that's all that there is to it. Games Repository, how's it going? Dark Shadow Logan is in the chat as well. Final film comment. Welcome to the chat, and thank you for the congratulations. I appreciate it. Joe Bag Donuts, how is it going? Um, let's see here. What is going on? Uh, Warrior tagged me at 707. Again, if you have a comment or a question in the chat, you don't have to super chat. You don't have to donate. If you want to, though, that's great. I very much appreciate it. Keeps the lights on. Helps around the house. However, you don't have to. All you need to do, though, is type right there. Odin question. All one word. O-D-I-N-Q-U-E-S-T-I-O-N. Yes, that's right said it very quickly, however, Odin question, all one word together, and then it'll highlight orange on my screen, and it'll let me know in the general chat that you're trying to get my attention, anyway, Thirsty the Warrior says, I remember seeing where Amazon had deleted some purchased books from people's Kindles, because of some copyright issues they had, yeah, you see, that's ridiculous, if you're going to do that, the only reason, and the only way, that to me, that would be justified, is if they refunded you the money, then I think, you know, I, I still have problems with it, right, because you bought the content, you thought you owned the content, and now all of a sudden you don't. However, at the very least, then, Amazon can make it up to you by saying, hey, because we got into a copyright dispute, we are going to give you the money that you spent back. And here's the thing, though. If it's something where you bought it 10 years ago, and that cost is now worth more, and worth, yeah, in this case, it would be because of inflation, worth more now, I think they should pay you the difference, I think, okay, if you're going to take it away from me, if you're going to take the content that I paid for away from me, yeah, I want the money back, and I want it back with the value that it has today. Then it will, I think, dissuade them from doing it as often. That's just, that's what I think. What do you think? Uh, Jacob Juice. I love you, Jacob Juice. Jacob Juice. Is a Patreon member. He always asks great questions for both the podcast that I have on my uh, Patreon that I do with John Flickinger and also the one that we do on John Flickinger's Patreon as well. Always great to see you, Jacob Juice, our friend from Holland. He says, Hi, Odin. I hope you're doing well. I have a question for you. I recently saw The Shining in cinemas, and it blew me away. This film is so different on a big screen. What is your opinion about this film? Great question, Jacob Juice. And yes, I, I love The Shining. I think it's a great movie. Um, It's a movie that I think does indeed translate better on the big screen because the atmosphere that they build in that film is just really, it's unmatched. You know, it really is, I think, one of Kubrick's best movies, and and one of the reasons why it's so good is not necessarily the story. It has, I think, more to do with the world that he builds, right? The atmosphere of the hotel, especially, is just very well done. The the production design on that film is just phenomenal. It's one of those things where you don't usually hear people talk about production design on movies very much. That one, though, has superb uh, production design. Uh, up the wazoo, one could say, it has production design up the wazoo, because it really does, it really is just that fantastic, and it is a film that I think uh, deserves to be seen on the big screen, so yes, I agree with that assessment, Jacob Juice, and to be honest, I actually like the sequel that they made uh, recently, I actually thought it was, for the most part, pretty well done, and, you know, I think the ending was the weakest part of it overall, but, you know, for the most part, I, I enjoyed it, I thought of Doctor Sleep, Uh, If you've not seen Dr. Sleep, I I would say it's a worthy successor. You know, it's not as good, right? It's not Kubrick. But I would say as far as the story being continued, I think other than the ending, it was about as good as it could have been. Uh, But anyway, Jacob Juice, thank you again. Let's see. uh, Becky Brown, how is it going? Glad to see you back in the chat. Uh, Mike Jackson, how's it going, Mike Jackson? Jeffrey Turner, how is it going? Jeff Turner. Um, let us see. Andrew Hoyle, who's a member, said at 7:08, "I've been doing the physical media thing too, as well as making my own digital library. Gotta preserve those classics, damn right, Andrew Hoyle." Uh, and yeah, I that's exactly what I would recommend to anyone that is worried about censorship. Anyone that is worried about their content not being theirs like in the case of Amazon trying to claim that they somehow own it. And yeah, the best way to do that would be indeed to get the films yourself, get the shows yourself, and then to digitize them. Create your own server, create your own library, because as I said, right, they can't take that away, for sure. All right, before going any further into YouTube, let's go ahead and talk just about a couple of things. Uh, Obviously, touch upon, the very least, some of the topics in the title tonight. So the first one is that 2020 movies are seemingly dead. No movies really are seeming to come out anymore this year. And we can now add a couple of more to that list. So Disney, this is from Deadline's box office. Disney has officially pulled their 20th Century Studios, which is still the dumbest name ever. Seriously. Save Fox. Hashtag Save Fox. But they've pulled their 20th Century. I'm going to just say Fox. Well, actually, I'm not going to say Fox. That's for Tina. Because Tina's going to say, that's not Fox. It's not Fox anymore. In fact, I think it's actually a good thing they dropped Fox because it's not Fox anymore. So, it's actually good that they're not pretending to be the old classic studio anymore. That's, what I—that's I can—I think, I think, my current position on that. But anyway, so 20th Century Studios, movies, Free Guy, and Death on the Nile. So, for anyone that doesn't remember, uh, that Free Guy was the film starring Ryan Reynolds. It was set to come out on December 11th. So, that film has now officially been pushed out of 2020. So, which means, again, there's no film set to come out, really, this month. Again, there might be a couple of ex- a couple of exceptions, but it's going to be a lot more limited. Not a whole lot is set to come out in December now, especially because as I you know, Death on the Nile was actually a movie I was looking forward to. If I had to look ahead to my most anticipated films that are still scheduled to come out this calendar year, Death on the Nile I think was at the top of that list, and so now it's gone. Now it's gone. It's gone. You know, just like all the other films that were scheduled to come out this year, they're all gone and they're <laughs> sadly just not coming back at least this year. And it's just pretty ridiculous. Uh, this moves Thursday. This move Thursday, so that's when they made the decision. Was this past Thursday? Leaves Warner Brothers' Wonder Woman 1984 left standing on December 25th. Though anyone with a brain is betting that the movie moves into 2021 for the same exact reasons. Disney is moving its notable 20th fair to arguably next year as well. Uh, yeah, I, I, I again I tend to be very critical of deadlines commentary, but that is true. I, I said this from the very beginning. Wonder Woman is not coming out this year. It's just not. Uh, when you look to the trailer, they're obviously needing to fix a lot of the CGI issues. and also uh, theaters are dying, and the reason why theaters are dying is because they continue to push their films out. So it's kind of like this again self-defeating thing where they think that uh, you know that bailouts are gonna somehow come out of nowhere, that money is just gonna come out of thin air and is gonna keep the theaters alive enough for them to be able to wait until next year to finally put their movies out. But the problem is is that the longer they wait, and I think it's a wrong assumption first to say that all of us, you know, that they're, you know, the theaters are going to get bailed out because I, I don't think that's going to happen, at least not to the wide extent to keep them. Because here's the thing you can get money and you can get money that can sustain you. But when you talk about any business and industry, the only way that a business or industry survives is if it's constantly growing. Whenever a business reaches a point, of equilibrium, wherever a business reaches a point where it's just stagnant or even dips a little bit, it is at the point where it likely will not last very long. You know, the whole point of business is you have to continue to grow. If you stop growing, your business dies. So even if the theaters are able to be given essentially, you know, a a cane to use to hold themselves up, that cane is going to be made out of toothpicks. So it's going to maybe last them for a couple of seconds and then boom, it's going to crash and burn. So the only way that that's going to change is if the damn studios finally wake the hell up and realize we need to get our movies out there. Yeah, they might not make as much money as they were going to if we had waited, but then at the same time too, that in and of itself assumes that you have theaters to release those movies into. So if it was me, I would say, I want to save the theaters because that's where most of our money is going to be gotten. So you know what? I'm just going to put my films out and I'm going to hope for the best and By doing so, I'm going to get the movie theater business going back, right? Putting some fuel into the tank, and so that eventually I can save my bigger films, right? My huge big budget films for next year. But if you're taking even your mid-tier films, because that's what I would say a Death on the Nile or Free Guy would be. If you're taking even those mid-tier films out of the 2020 calendar, you essentially are even furthering and quickening the death of movie theaters in general. And it frustrates me. As you all know, I'm very passionate about my love of movie theaters. You know, we can talk about the giant corporations. We can talk about wanting to see, you know, smaller businesses take over, especially when it comes to theaters in general. But as I said, if these theaters as we know them, the AMCs, the Regals, the Cinemarks, die, that is going to impact real people. And I know some will say, well, eventually things will get better. Yes, but there are some people that are going to be impacted by that that don't have an eventually to look forward to because they might be really elderly people that are literally working because they're retired and they're trying to get a little bit of extra money. And it's the one thing that's keeping them going. You know, I've mentioned this previously before, that there was an older brother uh, who, who taught at the middle school that I went to. You know, he was, a, he was a religious brother. He had to have been in his 80s. And he was very old, but he was still very sharp. He was great in the classroom. Right? He couldn't move very well, but his brain was there. All of a sudden, he gets taken out because of a really crappy, quote-unquote, potential lawsuit because he smacked a kid in the back of the head oh my gosh smacked a kid in the back of the head you know I was there when the brothers were sold they were pulling us up by our sideburns and again we deserved it it wasn't like they were abusing us it wasn't like they were like making us bleed it was like a little smack on the back of the head right can't do that anymore though so anyway that whole thing forced him to have to retire guess what within a year he was dead That's the kind of thing that concerns me about movie theaters in general closing. That's why, you know, when people say they're so happy that AMC is breaking up because China owns it a little bit, I say, screw you. Because I'm thinking of those people that are elderly that are not going to have anything to do because, again, movie theaters are pretty much one of the only industries that offer flexible enough hours for people like that. You then also think about people with, with special needs. You think about people that might be disabled, right? Can they go a certain period of time? Waiting for a local theater to just randomly pop up and be bought during a time when business is already very hard in the first place? Like, who's buying theaters right now? And so, it frustrates me. It really does. And as you all know, this is something I'm very, very passionate about because I used to work at a theater. So, I know these people. Right? I worked with these people. I knew their stories. And so, I know exactly the people that will be impacted by this. So, it's so frustrating and so infuriating that Disney is pulling even the mid-tier films. It's already enough that they've pulled all of the giant budget films. And again, I guess that makes sense to an extent. But if you don't even have the mid-tier to lower-tier films still coming out to keep the business afloat because you are expecting some kind of bailout to be given to the theaters, even if it is given, it's not going to be enough. You are creating a culture where people are now used to staying at home. You're creating a culture where people are used to not spending their uh, their money or their weekend out at a physical movie theater. And that is going to come back to bite you next year and in the years ahead. The only way to fix that, the only way to move this forward, if you really want the theaters to continue to exist in a similar capacity, and as I said, I, I would want that. Because, as we were talking about before, with The Shining, right? Jacob Juice brought up The Shining. That is a film that was very great to see on a big screen. They've been re releasing old classics. Are you going to tell me that it's better to watch Raiders of the Lost Ark at home? Even if you have a great theater setup at home, are you going to tell me that that's better than going to see it on the big screen with giant sound and great picture quality? Now, again, I know some theaters are lacking in those areas, but that's where they can innovate, that's where they can change. They can't do that now, though. They have no capacity. Because they're not making any money, they're bleeding money. So anyway, uh, that is my spiel on that topic. So again, 2020 movies, dang, 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 Dying. and it's killing the theaters in the process. So if you were looking forward to seeing Free Guy or Death on the Nile, I was looking forward to Death on the Nile myself because I actually did like Kenneth Branagh's uh, film from a couple years ago when he did the oh my goodness gracious. I'm blanking, my My brain is is so very, very tired, so I'm going to go ahead and cheat real quick, but that's okay, uh, because you, you, you guys are awesome, you guys are indeed awesome. Alright, come on, come on now, Selected Filmography is, as they say, uh, Murder on the Orient Express, there it is, back when it was still 20th Century Fox, I actually thoroughly enjoyed that film. Uh, was it perfect? No, it definitely was not a perfect uh, film, but I thought it was actually very... Uh, serviceable, and entertaining. And I was very, very, very pleasantly surprised by it. So that's why I was actually, I was looking forward. I was definitely looking forward to it, uh, which was pretty great. Also, interesting fact, Prism Photography began on that film in November 2016 in the UK, and it is one of the few productions in recent decades to have used 65 millimeter film cameras. That makes me even happier. And that also explains why I loved the look of the movie, because it had that classic film look to it. So, again, very sad that that is not coming out this year. Anyway, uh, let me jump back over into the YouTube comments. So, again, thank you very much for putting up with my topic on that. Jace Doe at 708 says, I had that feeling about Amazon and not just them. If they lose the rights to have it, I mean if they lose the if they lose the rights to have it i mean i lost two of the movies i purchased on amazon prime so far one i wanted to keep since it was only on vhs and that is one of the problems right when you have a company like amazon where they are obviously they have their own streaming service but if you're also offering digital copies but you lose the right to host that that service as i said you either have to pay them back, you have to pay back the full price and then some, right? Especially if you purchased it a while back and your money that you spent on it is worth more than what it is now, um, or you need to be able to not do that. And as I said, that's why it's a good idea to not buy things only through digital platforms. Uh, Deviant Porg, how's it going? At seven hundred eight, Jeremy Swig says, "It's been too long since I've told you, you." complete me well thank you jeremy swiggs i appreciate that i'm spoken for but i appreciate it nonetheless (laughs) oh you guys are awesome all right mike jackson at 7-eleven says don't you think ryan actually loves baby yoda deep down yes i think it is a complete facade and i think that he truly loves baby yoda and i think that one day it'll come out that he'll come out for his love of baby Yoda. Sherry Alley 711 says, "How are your dogs doing? How are they coping with baby Thor?" They're they're actually doing well. Uh they have not jumped on him at any point. Lots of sniffing, and it's actually really adorable. Like he'll be he'll be down on the like not on the ground, uh but he'll be in his little I like to call it a pram. I don't know why. It's a very UK <laughs> British thing to say, but it's like just this I don't even know I know there's a word for it. I always forget it. Essentially, it's this, like, little rocking thing that's on, you know, it's not a rocking chair, but something you can lay down and get rocked in. Anyway, uh, a little pram. A little rocking pram is what I'm going to call it. So, anyway, so whenever he's down on closer to their level, like, they'll they'll go in and they'll, like, sniff his head. It's just it's just really cute. It's adorable. Um, but so far, they've actually doing, doing, been doing pretty well. And it's funny because whenever he's crying and he's upset, they're like, something's happening. Like, you, you need to do something. And it's it's great. So, thank you. Thank you very much for asking. LordTo the 7 Eleven says, Glad you are enjoying the joys of early childhood. I am. I know I I can prepare myself for those terrible twos, but I'm going to enjoy what I can for now. Uh, JKDBuck76 says, There is one thing that separates us from barbarism 18 years. You are a great father, I can tell. Well, thank you very much, JKDBuck. I appreciate it, man. Uh, Joshua Birch, how is it going? Um, let's see, Lord Toth says, Ugh, the child refused to call it Baby Yoda. (laughs) Oh, but it is a Baby Yoda. Come on, now, it's a Baby Yoda. It's a Baby Yoda. It's just a little baby. Orange Eye Reviews is 712. I have noticed a lack of bags under your eyes, Odin, so that is good. It means you are not too hectic. It's not too, things are not too hectic for you, and that you are, that you were prepared very well. It's that, and also my, seriously, Freya is a rock star. Freya has been an absolute rock star. She has, especially during the work week, she's made it clear she's like, hey, I appreciate you, you know, being willing to get up and and to, you know, be up with me, but you have work and I get to nap during the day. And so it's very important to me that you get a a full night's sleep. So it really is actually more so due to Freya being amazing. I mean, don't get me wrong. Baby Thor is doing well. Like, he's sleeping in three to four-hour stretches. So that's actually fantastic um, because a lot of babies can tend to fall um, uh, suffer from colic, which essentially is, like, just a lot of gas and just very, you know, a lot of discomfort. And so they cry a lot. And he's not really had that issue, which has been a godsend. Um, But, yeah, uh, it's been fantastic. So that's the reason why there's no bags under my eyes is, of course, because, uh, again, Freya is a rock star. Uh, Sherry Allen at 713 says, I'm good. Thank you. Well, I'm glad that you were doing very well. I appreciate it. Uh, James Dache, what's going on? Says, hey, Odin, hope you're doing well. Uh, I can't stick around too long since I have to work the night shift. Well, James Dache, I hope that your night shift goes well. Hopefully you can listen back to the stream at one point. Fable Narrative says, welcome back to live streams. Hail baby Thor and his righteous hammer. Baby bottle. Absolutely. Absolutely. Thank you very much for that. Uh, and Fierter, what's going on? And Fierter, who is a member on the channel, says, Hail, Odin, currently watching you and a drunken ass streaming simultaneously because why not? Oh, as hail as heel versus babyface. He is my brother. He is my bald brother from Friday Night Tights. Yeah, he was doing some gaming stream earlier and uh, didn't know that he was uh, getting plastered, though. That's awesome, though. <laughs> he was having a lot of fun. It was great. Will Gentry is over there in YouTube world as well. Uh, (laughs) Laura says, "Yeah, we disagree on candy corn and Die Hard being a Christmas movie, Rogue One in '80s, but we agree on Baby Yoda." Laura, (laughs) it's always great when we have just there's disagreements that a lot of us have in this community, but then we can come together on some of the most like some of the silliest things, right? It's one of those things where it's like we agree on Baby Yoda, like. Of all the things to agree on, Baby Yoda being something is <laughs> it's interesting. And by the way, Candy Corn is indeed a great, a great candy. In fact, I did a, uh, I did a vote on my uh, in my various classes. And surely enough, the official count led to Candy Corn being officially declared a good Halloween candy. So I have the data to back that up, uh, Laura. And yes, Die Hard is a Christmas movie. And I can actually back that up too because the version of Die Hard I have has a slipcover... Literally a Christmas sweater. Ugly Christmas sweater at that. So, that's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> Much love, Laura. Nathan uh, Slay, what's going on? Says, howdy, Odin. How's it going? Glad to see you here. All right, here. Let us see. Uh, let's see. Caviteño Che says, does Baby Thor have Mjolnir, Binky, Pacifier, or Rattle? Yet. Not yet. He does not... Uh, though I'm sure that will come at some point. Uh, may, someone may have sent it already to the PO Box. I've not checked it uh, in about a week or so. So maybe I will have to do that this week. All right, let us see. Looks like, brightest day, what's going on? I see you here. Name the Slay left a comment and then the chat jumped on me. Let us see where we are. Um, looks like the chat was skipped. Very sorry about that. But I cannot control it. I cannot control the YouTube chat because YouTube's terrible. Uh, but anyway, it's 727 in the chat. It is 747 where I am, which means I'm 20 minutes behind, so I'm right on time. Uh, by the way, Dean Approve, thank you for another. I assume that's a super sticker, so thank you very much for the super chat. I appreciate it. Let me jump back over to my D Live fam so I can say hello to them. Well, Gentry says, uh, talking of that, admittedly quite impressive beard. Is it just the lighting or are there hints of gray in there? Oh, no, it's gray. <laughs> <laughs> has gray in there for years. Um it's funny though because my gray hairs in both my actual hair when I had hair and my beard went even more gray when I first started teaching. My first couple years teaching, first year especially was so so very stressful. By the way, it says I have 57 people watching me over on DLive so I have no idea what's going on there so anyone that has an axe over on DLive please uh be wary of potential um potential spam uh hopefully it's not hopefully it is a bunch of awesome cool people uh but we will of course see how things go uh so welcome on DLive I'm simultaneously streaming on YouTube as well though so I'm checking up catching up with uh the DLive fam first and then I'll be checking up with the YouTube fam Daniel Thorne, how is it going? Glad to see you here. Phonemo says, I'm pretty sure retirement is what caused my dad's dementia since he had nothing to occupy his mind. Phonemo, yeah. I mean, it may not have caused it necessarily, but it is something that at the very least speeds up the process. You know, because obviously I'm not a doctor, so I can't diagnose him. But it is definitely something that I do feel would be sped up by that process. And again, it's because I've seen it. You know, my my grandmother, uh, you know, died of Alzheimer's. And the process went so quickly for her because she only had ever gotten a fourth grade education. And she had not ever kept her mind really sharp with anything. And so... It did not take very long for things to go, you know, and that's one of those things. And that's one of the important reasons as to why we got to keep our minds sharp, you know, whether that is through watching and, and talking through movies or books or whatever it might be. We, we got to keep our mind sharp. Uh, definitely a very important thing because I've seen what happens when that doesn't happen. Uh, let's see. Daniel Thorne says, does your baby like to eat eggs and li- and?" Li- and lick dishes as much as Baby Yoda does. No, uh, he's, he cannot eat any of those foods yet, so... Uh, Hexologist, who had 151 viewers, is hosting. So, thank you for that. So, hopefully, uh, things are okay. Uh, let's see. Escatar, I think, as I pronounce that, maybe. Thank you for the lemon. Hexologist, thank you for the follow on DLive as well. I appreciate it. Um, let us see. Captain Dean Heist says, Are you doing teaching online, or are you in classes? Oh, yes, yeah, so... I think I've mentioned this previously. We've been back since the very beginning. We've been back since August. So, yeah, we've been in class ever since then. And, you know, we've had a few cases of of COVID, but, you know, because we do a really good job of, you know, doing the quarantining and all that kind of stuff, and we have the online classes for those that have family members, like there's been some people that have been at home all semester. It's worked. You know, it's been a pain sometimes, but it's worked for the most part. And the fact that we've been back and we haven't had any major outbreaks because of the stuff we're doing, I mean, just goes to show you that things can work. Peabody, what's going on, Mr. Peabody? And says, let's face it, there are not too many babies that can generate lightning. This is a very true statement. Very, very, very true statement. Uh, Yankee, what's going on? Yankee Kyle, uh, thank you for the follow. I appreciate it. Uh, Hex Kong, thank you for the diamond donation, and it is a advertisement for cryptocurrency. So, thank you very much for that. Um, Mystery Emoji, thank you for the follow. Camden Heiss says, shout out the drunk 3PO, he loves candy corn too. I will not shout him out, but I will shout out candy corn. Mr. Peabody says, dark sunglasses and a guitar, you are all ZZ Top. Pretty much Pretty much ZZ Top at this point. Mystery Emoji, thank you for the ice cream donation. I very much appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Uh, Boom, thank you very much, Peabody, for taking care of that. Yes, indeed, if you are one of those new members that are watching, uh, thank you again for the hosting of that hex. Um, but if you are going to spam or be an ass, I've got members there that will take care of you. Thank you, Peabody, for dropping the axe on that. I appreciate it. Yankee Cow says my mom is a teacher. Awesome to hear that. Yeah, it's uh it is definitely a very special calling that not everyone, even I myself, was never thought never thought that I would ever become one, and and yet here I am. It's just what happens. Kamini uh, Heis then says, "I only asked about school because our schools closed here for a bit last month. Yeah, I know that there's, you know, across the country, there's different school systems that are doing very different things. Luckily, we've been very blessed to have a very much more open-ended uh, or more open-minded, not in the sense that you're thinking, um, view of schooling. And and basically that it is so important that students are in school. It really is. You know, having seen it happen myself, where you have the kids that are at home, they are not doing as well." they just because they cannot get that in person um uh, teaching because they can't get that special attention nearly as much because the teacher cannot really see what's going on it really does make a huge difference it really does and so i think that that is something that i really do hope is addressed in in the coming months about why it's so important for kids to be at school to be in class to be in the actual classroom and, and to not just be at home, because the at-home kids do not learn as well. I mean, the stats already prove that point. Having Being a teacher in that kind of environment where we have some in school and some at home, it's very clear that if you're in school, you're doing much better. And that the kids that are struggling at home that eventually come back because they have to, guess what? They're doing better because of that very reason. It's very easy to get caught up in doing not a lot when you're at home. You know, uh, falling into, I'm still at home, I'm still in my room, I, I get to sleep maybe, uh, you know, in a little bit. It's, again, it's just so, it's so ridiculous. It, it really is so ridiculous. Um, and so, yeah, it- I really do hope, I really, really hope that they're able to figure that out. Because it is very important. Um, it's very important for that. And I will say this much, too. Uh, the masks are being, uh, they're damaging on the psyche of kids. Not being able to see each other's faces... For, for most of the day, that is having a severe psychological impact on our kids. And again, I'm in the classroom, I see it happening, and I know that it's happening. And it's something that, again, we have to weigh. Uh, and obviously, I, I have various opinions on everything going on with that. But again, I do think that it's very important that we don't ignore the fact that not seeing someone's face is going to have a huge impact. On their psyche. Uh, by the way, Captain Spire over on YouTube, thank you for the $2 super chat and says, Hey, I finally made it to one of these. God bless. Well, thank you very much, Captain Spire, for the super chat. Thank you also for becoming a subscriber. And also, Fear is the Mind Killer. Thank you for becoming a member at the Army of Asgard level. I very much appreciate that. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You are awesome. Also, once again, Peabody, thank you for taking care of possible spam. Uh, Philip Hobbit says, don't buy the newest Google Chromecast with Android TV. The device had too many bugs. Philip Hobbit, yeah, I already have one. And I actually haven't had a whole lot of issues. It had issues on our TV upstairs. However, that TV upstairs has had issues with a lot of HDMI devices. I had it plugged in down here for like a solid week. And it did not have the same issues. So, I think that it doesn't surprise me that there's bugs. That should easily be fixed with software though. Hopefully. Hopefully, hopefully, hopefully. Hopefully. And then Peabody says, if you want Odin to see your comment, yes, indeed, Peabody, thank you for letting him know. So I'm going to jump back over to YouTube now. So thank you, DLAF fam. Jump back over to YouTube. So now I'm a little over 20 minutes behind there. But Dina approved at 727 tagged me and says, How are you liking Among Us? Freaking love it myself. Have not played it since that first time I played it with the Gigs and Gamers crew, but I can say I loved it when I was playing it. I, I really hope they do another stream where I can actually participate because it's at a decent hour. Um, and that obviously that I, I can do it because of, you know, having more time, I guess. Um, you know, making sure everything's okay with Baby Thor first, of course. But I would love to play it again. It just it's so much fun. Uh Rob D. tag says, Have you picked up or started any new audiobooks? I'm probably going to start reading Halo Oblivion tonight. Very cool, Rob D. I've not I've fallen away from audiobooks. I, I go in phases, like I go into a huge podcasting phase. And then I get burnt out on that, and so I go back to audiobooks, and typically it's Star Wars audiobooks, and so I am still in the process of reading-slash-listening to a it's uh, one by Claudia Gray, and it is the story of Qui-Gon Jinn and Obi-Wan Kenobi. And I'm forgetting the name of it right now. I'm going to go ahead and just... Uh, I think it's Master and Apprentice, if I'm not mistaken. Yes. Yeah, so I've been watching Master and Apprentice. Uh, I still have about four hours and 40 minutes left in that. So I'm more than halfway through the book. And so far, I'm loving it. It's great. I just love learning more about the backstories of Qui-Gon Jinn. Because one of the really cool parts of that book is that it also goes back into when Qui-Gon was an apprentice. When he was under the tutelage of... Uh, Oh my gosh, Count Dooku. And it's really cool just to see how all that works. And I'm sure I'll get even more because they're kind of diving even further into that information there. Um, Let us see. Seth Williams... 19K Fox, welcome, welcome. Blake St. Clair, what's going on? At 7.30 tagged and says, uh, Doctor Sleep has an extended version that is meant to be much better than the original cuts. Yeah, it's one film where I was going to get the steelbook, the 4K steelbook, and then I, I just fell behind on it. And again, there must have been a lot of stuff going on then. And yeah, it's a film that I still want to buy because I did like it. Um, and if there's a really, if there's a really good extended cut, I'd be very happy with that uh pat s how is it going uh tina b says that's not fox boom tina yep i knew that you would enjoy that take <laughs> uh, much love tina b let's see uh dina proof of 734 says have you seen the trailer for freaky we got showtime for the amc near me i have not Uh, because ever since Baby Thor came into the world, I have fallen way far behind on what movies are being released. I just know there's not any major films coming out. Nathan Slay says, Movie studios, we will postpone this movie to that date. Movie studios, delay movie longer. Movie studios, it's just a prank, bro. Yeah, seriously. That's the other thing that pisses me off, is that they say, all right, it's coming out here. And then we get to that date, and it's like, oh, wait, never mind. (laughs) Just just kidding. Just joshing you, man. Uh, James Clark artist, welcome. Uh, for WaitforNerdronic says, my favorite theater never reopened. No, Laura, I'm very sorry to hear that. Um, Does that mean that it's closed permanently, or is it just that it hasn't reopened yet? (sighs) That's sad. Uh, Tina B says, I had a horrible thought the other day. Master and Commander is partially owned now by Disney. Fox and Miramax were joint backers on it. So, Tina, the the question then is, and I don't have the answer, who owns the distribution rights? Uh, Whoever owns the distribution rights, those are the ones that will get money. ...from any DVD or Blu-ray sales. So, that would be the interesting thing to see. Jace Stowe at 735 as a member says... ...the theater by me is only open four days a week. They are closed Monday, Wednesday, and Thursday. Yeah, Jace, I mentioned this uh, previously. The closest AMC to me is only open on weekends. It's Friday to Sunday. And that's the only time it's open. The larger one that's a little further away is open every day. But much more limited times. And, as I said, it's going to have an impact on those workers that can't get as many hours. It's very sad. It really is. Uh, Tina B says, Well, sadly, the studio execs are laughing at the theaters and telling them if there's a bailout, they'll get none of the money. I would figured it would go that route. Yeah, I mean, it really is just... It's so, so damn sad. Because, yeah, if you bail those companies out, then, yeah, it's the top people that will get most of the money, and then they get to decide what to do with the money. You know, unless you really crazily earmark the fun the film uh, the money that you give them. It, it, again a lot of times that money can go missing. you know it's meant for the workers, it's meant for the local theaters and it sometimes doesn't even get to them. Uh, Orange Eye Reviews says, As someone with autism and ADHD uh, who is movie-oriented and likes going to the movies as a comfort and escape, the closings have been very difficult for me, so I can attest to what you're saying. That's the other thing, too. Yeah, there's there's some movies that I think are made for the theater, but then there's some people that are made, that are created for the theater as well, that can benefit from a theater-going experience for a wide variety of reasons. One of the coolest things that AMC offers is, You know, again, you can be critical of AMC all you want, but one of the cool things they offer is they offer sensory-free, you know, sensory, uh, not sensory-free, but basically they offer movies where they have the entire experience is geared towards those that have sensory issues. So it'll be a movie that will have the lights remain on, the sound will be softer, and literally it's a great time for families that don't have a lot of things they can do out in public. And to see a movie, to, to have that experience and to have it be in a in a way that your child who might have sensory issues can still enjoy it and you can enjoy it because you can get out of the house and you can be around other people that are having similar struggles. It's just, again, it's an amazing thing that can't happen now, right? And I think that that, as I said, has a major impact on that family that would have been bringing their kids out to those very limited events. One of the things that always ticked me off, by the way, speaking of that very point, because I used to work at a theater, was we always would have at least one or two people that wouldn't read the fact that it said very clearly that it was a sensory screening. And then they would complain because their lights were on and because there were people making noises, etc. And it's like, are you kidding me? And so we would just say, that's what the screening's for. We'll gladly give you a refund. We'll gladly put you another screen, but we're not doing anything else about it because this is what it's made for. It's it's meant for kids that need that kind of environment uh, to be able to uh, be okay, and families too. All right, Tina B says watching Brana play Hercule Poirot running around doing one-on-one fighting had me laughing. Poirot is not an action hero. Yeah, again, as I said, there's definitely imperfections in the film. I am not someone who is an expert on uh, Hercule Poirot. Um, however, I know that you are a big fan of of one of the um, other renditions of the character from, from years ago, but I will say this much. Not having that kind of, I think, connection to it, I, I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it for what it was. I found it entertaining. Uh, Venerable in 93, how is it going? A bassinet, Blake St. Clair. Yes, you've got it. That's what the word I was looking for. <laughs> someone said a trundle bed. What? <laughs> Uh, you guys are awesome. Uh, DM, what is going on? Uh, Buck 76 I like how you were able to change the one letter to get back to that name. That's awesome. <laughs> I just I just noticed that. Uh, you're awesome. All righty. So, the chat has jumped on me like it always does. So, let me find out where things got left off. And, uh, and then we'll jump over to DLive and then we'll cover... The last topic, which we'll be talking a little bit about the Mandalorian. So let's make sure that no comments have been skipped. Um, Let's see. Where was the last place that we left off? Venom Broly 93 at 748. It's 803 where I am. So, yeah, there we go. All right, jumping back now to DLive. Still got 30 people watching, so hopefully things have been okay. Uh, Peabody says, uh, if you want Odin to see your comment and respond, you need to tag him with Odin. Yes, very good. Peabody. So I still got the 30 people here. Um, Again, I I hope everything's okay. And we'll we'll talk about what we normally do, my regular listeners, um, towards the end. We'll talk about that, and uh, hopefully I will understand what my original plan might be. Daniel Thorne Peabody, thank y'all for being awesome. Phonemo says, So, about Baby Yoda's attempted genocide. (laughs) So, I won't go into too much detail about that plot point. uh, But, yeah. Uh, Baby Yoda doing some terrible stuff. (laughs) Uh, Murder of a certain kind, that's for sure. (laughs) Oh, Lord. Much love to the D-Live fam. Alright, I'm going to jump back over to YouTube then. Uh, Before I do, yeah, let's talk a little bit about the Mandalorian. So, as I said... Uh, I've only seen an episode and a half. I've seen the first episode, and then I've also seen half of episode two. I'm going to try and finish that probably sometime this weekend. As Again, as you all know, uh, time is kind of crazy. Anything that I've been watching recently has usually been with Freya, uh, has been with the wife. So it's it's I have not had as much time to, to watch the things that I want to watch. Uh, but that's perfectly fine. Uh, it's been a lot of fun uh, to spend all this kind of time uh, with Freya and, of course, with baby Thor. Um, that being said, though, I haven't been able to watch The Mandalorian on occasion, but I have to watch it in spurts, essentially. And so far, I'm liking this season. Um, I I do think that anyone that has criticisms of the writing, I think that they have a lot to back that up. I think that they have a lot of reasons to say the things that they do, because I do think the writing is very weak, and this is a problem that even season one had. The writing was not the strongest part of the show. You know, there were some pretty good episodes, there were some not-so-great episodes, there were some mediocre episodes, and season one, I gave, I want to say, a C-plus to. It was a completely mediocre first season, because, yeah, you had some great moments, and you had some great episodes, and as I said with that first season, you had one director, really, That was doing anything of note. That was doing anything worth even talking about. And I'm totally blanking out on anything dealing with that season. So, I'm going to go ahead and look it up again. As far as, uh, I'm thinking of, I'm forgetting the name of the director that did that one. So, let me go ahead and find that. Uh, Deborah Chow. Uh, Deborah Chow. Uh, was seriously the savior of that entire season, right? She did uh, she did episode three, The Sin, and then she did uh, episode seven, The Reckoning, and both were phenomenal. And it's crazy because Favreau did the writing on both, but, I mean, Favreau did the writing for almost every single episode that season, and yet there were some episodes that were very poorly written. So I think it actually has more to do with the way the director took the script and turned it into what it was. Um, and so that's something that I really think is interesting because Favreau is the one that has totally behind this show, right? He is the showrunner. He is the the main primary writer. The one exception to that, uh, a couple exceptions, was Dave Filoni wrote the episode that he directed, and then Chapter Six, The Prisoner, which was Rick uh, Famu, Famuglia, uh was a story by Christopher Yost and teleplay by both him and Christopher Yost. So it, it's just one of those things where the writing is being done by most the same person, which you would think would mean the story would connect, make sense, not contradict itself, and yet it does often contradict itself. It contradicts even deeper Star Wars canon. This is something that I think Ryan, uh, RK Outpost, is dead right about. Talking about how they are retconning things that aren't even just from George Lucas-era Star Wars, but from Disney-era Star Wars. The fact that they're retconning things that they only just established within the past you know, five years... It just, that's problematic. What in the hell is the story group doing? You have a story group that's there, that's trying, the whole purpose of it is to make sure everything is consistent, that you have a canon that you're going to follow, and they don't do it. So the writing, by far, is the weakest, and that has continued on into season two. So we've gotten, uh, you know, episode one and two, chapter nine and ten, as it's being labeled. So the Marshall was an episode where, for the most part, I liked it. Favreau wrote and directed it. And I thought that it had a lot of good things going for it. As I said, the writing is still one of the weakest parts. But this was, I think, definitely, uh, especially compared to the bad episodes last season, this was a very competent episode. You know, it, the writing was was good enough. And you had some very interesting stuff going on because, of course, you had just – Timmy the Oliphant, I think, honestly, was really the standout. Because he has such charisma as an actor. And I think that he was able to really – lift the show up because of his performance and because of his um, presence on screen. And I will say that so far in this second season, my favorite part of it is the continuation of using practical effects. And, And I know that I harp on this a lot, that I'm very critical of a lot of movies, of a lot of shows, because of really bad CGI, a lot of bad visual effects. The Mandalorian, if it has anything going for it, it has great practical visual effects. Again, there's some things that aren't so great. That's one thing in season uh, episode two of season two that I really didn't like. There was a couple of moments where you could tell they were using green screen, that they were using some background projection of some... It just looked off. It looked artificial and it did not look good. But then there's other moments where you're like, that looks great though. And typically it's whenever they're using practical effects. So for instance, there was this fish character that they had. And they used the costume visual, uh, the costume practical effects for it, and it looked great. It really did. It was fantastic to see a character that essentially was uh, completely practical. They had, at one point, they were in a bar, they were in a cantina, and there was this bug creature that was a purely practical effect. That was awesome. Right? We live in an age where most other studios, most other uh, directors and creators would have just put, oh, let's put a CGI bug in, and it would have looked terrible, it would have looked awful, and it would have been painful. Not so much in this. John Favreau has, I think, really tried to push when he can use practical effects. He's tried to use them. He has not been perfect with it, but I think he's been doing a well enough job on those practical effects where it's worth noting. The production design on the show is fantastic. It looks great. I love, and I said this on Friday Night Tights last night, I love the feel of the show. The universe that's built, it feels like Star Wars. And in an era when Star Wars has not felt like Star Wars, with all the other Disney crap we've gotten, that is something that I have to say is worth noting. Yes, we can be critical of the story. Yes, we can be critical of all of those things that still need to be better. It is not perfect by any stretch. There are a lot of issues, especially in the writing. But when there are good things to talk about, we got to stress them. right? we got to say, hey, when good things are there, let's talk about the good things. And production design, visual effects, I think, have been the standouts to the show. Also, of course, I think the score is very good, too. Um, just very, very well done. But again, these are all technical elements, and if you don't have good writing, I can understand completely why anyone, if anyone's out there who says, I don't like it, I don't want to continue to watch it, I get it. I respect that opinion. I think that's a valid one, because yes, the story, the writing are not that great. Have a lot, leave a lot to be desired. But there are good things. And we can't ignore those good things. So those are my, that's my take on The Mandalorian Season 2 thus far. So hopefully, yeah. I don't think I went into too many spoilers with that. Um, but that is my thought. That's how I feel. All right, let me jump over. Let me see. Let me go to D-Live real quick. Let me go to D-Live. Let's see what's going on over here. Fominemo says, I couldn't resist. No problem at all, man. I, I understand. Uh, let's see. Captain Dean Heist, thank you very much for the five ice cream donations. I appreciate it very much. And then Phonemo tagged and says, Could the telling of CGI green screen special effects be due to the high quality of our TVs? No, it, no Phonemo. Um, and the reason why is because there was a time when 4K TVs, HD TVs were brand new, right? We're really getting going. When you had this transition period where movies and TV had a lot of issues because we could start to see things that otherwise shows didn't really have to account for. Uh, The biggest thing was makeup. When we had HDTVs, it was amazing because you could now see the makeup clearly caked on to different people. And so once that happened, they had to start to revamp things to try and hide it better and to try and have it blend better with the way that they shot the shows and the way they shot. Uh, Typically, it was like late night stuff that you saw that especially. So I feel like we're well past that now. And so I don't think it's because of the TV because I'm literally one